Welcome to Science of Business podcast by Valueships. My name is Radek and together with experts from various industries, we discuss new research pieces and their application in business life. If you're a manager or you want to be up to date with science that can be applied in your work, this podcast is made for you. Welcome to another episode of Science of Business podcast. Today we have self-leadership on the agenda. This paper that I will be describing grabbed my attention because uh, now when I'm working on um, a book describing my productivity processes, I'm also searching for some background research into how do we actually stay productive. And um, while doing some research around what is already written in productivity, I have came to find a particular problem with um, productivity contents. That is, um, there is a lot of great tools that you can use and um, on your way to organize better, to be more productive. But there are also some thinking limitations. Some Sometimes when you try to be more productive, when you try to use that habit tracker, you just let go. And most of the authors are not covering this topic um, well. I like it how uh, James Clear tapped into it in Atomic Habits, um, sharing that our identity is what is made out of our habits, that the ultimate goal is to change our identity, to change how we perceive ourselves and our habits, our daily and decisions are putting votes into the identity that you want to um, have. And I think that's one of the mental representations of this transition when you set a new goal, when you aspire for something new. Um, there is a lot of going on, a part of what you do, also who you become and um, the way you um, manage yourself. But um, apart from this, I didn't find anything else in um, in tons of books about productivity. Uh, so I went into research. And in such hot topics that bring a lot of attention in among book writers, you can expect also a lot of research. And to my luck, I found a paper um, from 2021 that is a meta-analysis of 101 studies um, regarding self-leadership. So a very solid resource to start my investigation into the topic. And it gives a lot of insights into how self-leadership works and what it consists of. And what was listed in Atomic Habits actually is a part of self-leadership, but it it's not answering all of it. So I think this um, podcast might be insightful for you if you want to understand the full scope of what does it mean to be self-guided, to lead yourself um, towards achieving your goals. So the paper was titled Self-Leadership, a meta-analysis of over two decades of research published in Journal of Occupational and Organizational Psychology. And the very first insight comes from the definition of self-leadership which is our capacity to self-influence over our thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. 
given the extent of research in um, how emotions shape the way we operate, how our thoughts are sometimes preventing us from achieving what we uh, want, I think it already gives us some reference and some model into what to consider when you want to improve in the way you lead yourself. But then this publication gives us even more pragmatic approach because there are three strategies of self-leadership that you can um, implement to achieve greater results. The first type are behavior-focused strategies. Um, this includes self-cueing, self-observation, self-goal-setting, self-reward, and self-punishment. But what is interesting, this punishment is not about um, giving yourself a stick rather than a carrot, but it's about, about this self-correcting feedback. So being open enough to um, criticize your um, work and find some parts that are to be corrected. So this strategy is mostly to take control over our behaviors. The second strategy is constructive thought pattern, which focuses on the power of positive thinking to shape the ways of thinking that emphasize positive outcomes. And the tools are self-talk, visualizing successful performance, and evaluating beliefs and assumptions. These strategies are mainly used to impact our thinking. And the third category of um, strategies are natural reward strategies that involve shaping the work we have to do in a way that will be enjoyable and um, help us feel self-controlling, competent, and purposeful. These strategies help us shape our emotions. The paper also offers multiple um, specific strategies in each of the category, but before jumping into explaining them and talking through how to actually implement those strategies in our life, I would first like to discuss the results of this meta-analysis. So um, in which way these self-leadership strategies actually work and help us achieve um, our goals. Firstly, our personality comes into play when uh, talking about self-leadership and especially the tra traits of conscientiousness, openness, and extroversion that influence the way we um, use those strategies. For instance, people high in conscientiousness um, are better equipped with using behavior-focused strategies. So if we are naturally responsible, naturally organized, um, it's easier for us to... Um, control our behaviors. And on the other hand, if you do um, self-assessment on personality and you will notice that your conscientiousness is low, you would have an indication that you need to focus on those behavior-related um, strategies to help you be more self-led because naturally it doesn't um, come to you. The trait of openness supports this constructive thought pattern strategies. Um, so people high in openness are usually more imaginative, are more visual, so it's easier for them to visualize, to 
um, also experiment because I think those particular strategies, these constructive thought patterns are a lot about self-talk that might feel weird to someone that is not that open um, to experience to new um, situations. And in a lot of cultures, it is also perceived as something not um, that credible, while research proves it is. So um, another thing to consider, given your personality traits, if you are high or low in openness, you might focus more on those uh, constructive thought patterns. And finally, both openness and extraversion play an important role in natural reward strategies. So um, making the work you have to do enjoyable, fun, um, and it makes sense because openness enables us, allows us to seek for this uh, joy while extraversion is our natural um, way of having those stimulation, having this fun um, and combined together, they are very powerful for using this strategy. And again, if you are low in openness and low in extraversion altogether, you might need a bit more uh, organized way to have fun at work because that won't be natural for you. That won't be coming that natural. Beyond personality, um, in this meta-analysis, uh, the scientists have shown that um, using those um, self-leadership strategies actually improves uh, job performance. So there is a solid meta-analytic proof that um, it works, that it's worth the investment of time, of energy to build those habits, those um, implementing those strategies in your day-to-day -day, uh, life. And specifically, um, behavior-focused strategies help with our day-to-day -day task work and natural reward strategies help for the creative work for um, this unusual, more demanding um, tasks. But the most important strategies might be the uh, constructive thought pattern strategies because those influence self-efficacy, which is mediating um, the influence of the strategies on job performance. Um, Self-efficacy, for those of you who don't know it, is our belief in our competencies, in our capacity to achieve um, whatever is at hand. Um, so if we have high self-efficacy, we would pursue the goals. If we have low self-efficacy, we might dump, we can achieve them, and we would never even um, try. So very important uh, characteristic. So to sum up, there is a solid evidence um, that using these strategies will benefit your performance and therefore it is worthwhile to invest your time in training um, each of these strategies and especially um, if your personality profile um, shows you which you might struggle the most with. Um, so now let's jump into uh, specific strategies for each of those categories and, and how to train them. What is worth mentioning in here that these strategies are deriving from classical research by Bandura um, and his social cognitive theory. Um, he have listed five different ways a person can interact with their environment um, to exert control over it. And these five um, ways are a part of those three strategies. Um, and here also I wanted to um, show one thing that I see repeatedly 
with multiple scientists is that Bandura is mostly famous for his Bobo doll experiment where children were invited to um, learn how adults play with a doll and then um, they were observed how would they behave, which, uh, which showed that we learn vicariously, we learn by observing others. Uh, and in specific, the children were um, aggressive towards the doll if the adult was aggressive towards the doll earlier on. So there are some videos on YouTube on, on this research and um, the entire career of the scientist is limited to one particular experiment. But actually he have contributed greatly to our understanding of self-regulation. And um, this paper from last year that is still using his uh, outcomes is a solid proof uh, for that. And the same goes with Maslow, the same goes with Skinner, uh, with a lot of classical researchers who are limited to their most remarkable uh, experiment. But just keep remembering, they were doing research for decades. Okay, with this disclaimer, let's jump into specific strategies. So the first group, behavior-focused strategies, include self-regulation, and self-reflection. Put as simple as possible, self-regulation is all about setting standards of what you want to achieve um, and then observing any discrepancy between the standards and your own performance to make improvements. So in here we have the very broad skill of goal setting, of um, defining what are your outcomes, putting them in a proper time and making sure that they are achievable and so on, all the smart related criteria. In here we have also using feedback to practice, to regulate yourself, to improve your behaviors towards what you're expecting. So for instance, you try to um, lose weight and then you realize after a month that the results are low, so you need to adjust what you will do in the upcoming month to actually come to your expectations, come to your standards and your defined goal of, let's say, losing one pound per, um, per week or per month or whatever else would be there on your agenda. And in here, we also have self-rewarding, um, so um, kind of celebrating the, the achievement of, of your standards living up to your um, own expectations. And I think this is especially important due to negativity bias that we tend not to celebrate what is positive, but rather focus more on uh, what is negative in our lives. Um, tons of research on, on this bias as well. Um, so those self-rewards strategies are also um, very important. Um, to put this self-regulation into even more practical approach, I would recommend you to use a tool that I frequently implement in my training, which is called Behavior Observation Scale. Um, this is, simply put, a list of a checklist of behaviors that you intend to um, implement with their respective frequency. So, for instance, every day you would like to um, tell something nice to your team or whatever um, other goal you have. Um, you set a list of such goals, such specific behaviors, uh, every day, every week, every month, um, and then you just check yourself regularly on achieving them. So very simple tool to regulate your uh, goals 
um, with your expectations. And because it's behavior-based, um, it's very simple to implement. So it's not like be more uh, attentive, but it's specific behaviors. What does it mean to be more attentive? What exactly do I need to do um, to implement this um, into practice, into my um, development? And you can also use behavior observation scale with someone else who can get external feedback using the very same tool. So very simple strategy um, to implement all those um, parts of self-regulation that are necessary, not only goal setting, but also uh, getting feedback and improving performance, all based on one simple scorecard. The second part of behavior-focused strategies is the self-reflection. So um, this reflection on the past actions that can give you some inspiration into what to change, what to do in the future. Um, and Without self-reflection, without this feedback, you cannot really implement the feedback. So it first needs to uh, occur. And this is quite difficult. It's hard to self-evaluate. And because of that, there is a lot of thinking tools designed to help you um, reflect. For instance, there is a simple uh, tool based on the traffic lights, start, stop, continue. So you take a look at your last week, last day, and you think what you should be, what you should start doing keeping in mind your goals, what you should keep on doing, what were the things that contributed to your goals, and what you should stop doing, what things prevented you from achieving your goals. Just one simple thinking tool that helps you to process um, through this self-reflection that gives you some insight into self-regulation. So those two are very interlinked. When I worked myself on it, and also when I talked with my clients on the self-reflection skill, I think it all ends into the habit of regularly setting time and taking time to um, to think about it and maybe to use some tools to uh, structure this thinking, um, maybe to get inspiration from tons of tools that are in um, the Scrum um, retrospective um, toolbox and to be consistent with that. Just to give you maybe one thing that I also practice is just to writing for three minutes straight from your head about your goals, about how do you feel about them, how do you feel about achieving them. Write every single word that comes to your brain, even if it's pointless. Just keep on writing, put all your stream, your thoughts into paper and then uh, see what comes after those three minutes of thinking about your goals and how do you uh, feel about them. You might be surprised where your uh, lovely brain brings you with this exercise in self-reflection. Now let's jump into the second um, type of strategies, which is constructive thought pattern strategies. In here, we also have two capabilities from uh, Bandura. One is vicarious learning, learning by observing others, and the other is symbolizing, uh, which is processing visual models into um, cognitive models. So. In other words, just uh, thinking about thinking. Let's start with the easier one, the learning by observing others. Um, this is where we shape our patterns of think thinking, where, where we can see that something is possible um, with the right amount of effort, with the right amount of time. And I think I mentioned already in the podcast the extremely powerful support you can get from mentors that are where you want to be in the future. So you can get some insight from them about their path, about uh, 
some advice that they can give you to reach to their level and also um, about some specific feedback in a given situation um, from a person who have already been through that. So um, this shapes our self-efficacy, our belief to uh, that we can also uh, follow those steps. Um, and funnily enough, uh, we can learn self-leadership by learning from others. Um, so it's still social, it's still including some role models. The second part of uh, constructing constructive thought pattern strategies is a bit more challenging to me because it's not something I um, do regularly and I will be experimenting with that so I can maybe later on update on this podcast. Um, but it's all about our way of thinking, uh, how we um, think about ourselves, about our achievement, um, how we perceive some limitations it's identifying if it's uh, our consciousness talking or maybe it's our emotions, our fear of uh, judgment, our fear of um, failure talking that we don't want to um, engage in some activities. The scientists in here quote some three different tactics that you can implement to um, work on that. Um, the first from Bandura is that when you simulate this situation that you want to execute successfully, um, it increases your confidence and therefore also your performance. So just uh, visualizing how it will go helps you to make it um, go better. Um, then there is self-talk, which I think is all about affirmations, about um, telling yourself that you're good enough, that you can um, do that. I didn't um, ever uh, work with that. I did work with um, some mindfulness practices that also bring our awareness to our competencies, but maybe not in this direct um, way of just telling yourself that you can um, achieve what you aim for, um, but maybe something to experiment with and see how it, uh, how it works. And if it's not bringing you any doom that you will overconfidently claim you will achieve something that you apparently are not yet ready for, so something to uh, take into consideration. And the last one that I did uh, use is to reframe those um, negative thoughts to make it more rational, to also consider what are the benefits, what are the threats to um, use some thinking um, tools, for instance, just the pros and cons list of engaging into something uh, to have more rational arguments for, the, um, for our unconscious uh, brain that is maybe fear speaking and not necessarily uh, rationale behind the decision. So I did work with that in some decisions, in some uh, projects when I was thinking if I am ready to uh, engage and uh, it, it only brought me good so far. So even those which were scary at first when I considered what are the threats, what can happen in the worst case scenario and what are the benefits and what speaks to my favor in terms of if I will, if I'm capable or not, what speaks um, uh, in, um, in my disadvantage. And this helps to figure out um, if, the, um, if I'm ready to lead myself towards a specific goal that I had at hand. So I can recommend this approach certainly. And now let's move to the third strategy, which is a natural reward strategy. In here, there is only one capa capability from uh, Bandura, which is forethought. 
in practice, this is thinking through how to incorporate the plans, the behaviors that you shaped in a way that will bring you some positive feelings about what are you um, doing. And I'm using this technique a lot when I have some things that I really hate to do uh, to convince myself that they're not that bad after all. For instance, um, when I had a struggle to uh, dedicate a lot of time into planning my um, quarter, uh, some big planning time that usually takes a half a day or a full day to execute properly. Um, I've moved myself into more a friendly environment. I was working on that in a cafe with some delicious cake and some very good uh, coffee. Um, so this anxiety coming when the time was approaching to start working on the plans uh, diminished because um, it was related with a very leisure, nice time. Um, I was also, <laughs> I invented a method of learning called, called learning hammock method. So for those adults who are very reluctant towards learning, who didn't learn in a while, to start engaging in learning, I recommend to learn on a hammock, uh, to find some very comfortable ways for learning, very comfortable place and environment. For instance, also, if you are really addicted to Netflix, uh, for once a week, you can switch, use the same setting, bring some popcorn, bring some nice beverage, but instead of putting Netflix on, you can put some um, course on. That's not the most optimal learning situation, but that's already uh, bringing positive emotions towards learning. And I think that's also very important, which is proven by this self-leadership um, strategies. And here is also important not to really um, put external rewards for the tasks. So it's not a good idea to tell yourself, if you will do the taxes, you can reward yourself with um, a cake or with some holiday retreat or whatever, um, but rather to try to make it intrinsically motivated to complete, um, to figure out a way how to make it more fun or to delegate it if you cannot really figure it out, but never uh, motivate yourself externally. It's not that um, of a solid source for this self-leadership because then you're not led by yourself, but by some external factors. And also another disclaimer about the thinking patterns. So like some limiting beliefs are not that easy to be challenged. They are rooted deeply in the, our upbringing, in our um, whole life story. And this might require to work uh, therapeutically to um, get rid of those limiting beliefs. It's not that easy to simply um, engage in self-talk and get rid of some um, self-harming beliefs. It might require a bit more um, time, a bit more dedicated and guided work. So also I would encourage if um, the simple te techniques uh, shared in this research are not enough, um, it might require some um, more deep work on those. And I think um, it's also a good learning and um, a goal to pursue on your way towards self-discovery. To sum up, um, self-leadership is all about self-regulation, self-reflection, symbolizing, learning from others, and forethought, making the implementation enjoyable. 
And also you need to remember that depending on your personality and traits, some of those will be more or less challenging to you. So you need to dedicate more time to develop um, concrete specific tactics that will help you be more self-guided in your endeavors to achieve whatever you want to achieve. That would be it for today. Thank you very much for listening. I hope it will bring you some inspiration into um, being better at owning your path, owning your goals. Um, I would appreciate if you will share it with someone that could also find it valuable. Maybe they are up to changing work or they are figuring out some next big goals in their life. Um, This might help them to uh, keep on going. And thank you. Till the next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Science of Business podcast. Follow Valueships on LinkedIn and Facebook to be up to date with future episodes and live streams from the recording.